Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is bonus episode number 11. Uh, super stoked to be bringing you guys this one. Um, I have Sophie Powers on this episode. We talked almost a year ago uh, on my other podcast called Musicians for Mental Health. She had just really started breaking into the scene, had dropped her song Lonely Army, um, which is, if you're not familiar, it's uh, very personal to her regarding uh, mental health and, you know, isolation and what youth goes through, you know, from her point of view. And it it was a super powerful song uh, that, you know, spurred us connecting and and having these conversations. Um, but since then, you know, like I said, almost a year's gone by and she has been doing a ton of awesome shit. Uh, so if you're not familiar with her, you need to get familiar with her. If you're a fan of, um, a whole slew of, of genres, she does an incredible job at mashing up genres there's a little bit of pop punk in this. There's hyper pop. There's um, kind of these elements of EDM and kind of bass dance. And just she hits so many bullet points uh, across like literally 15 different genres. Uh, but no, she's she's absolutely incredible. And I really want to thank her for taking the time to have this conversation with me. Um, we talked about a ton of stuff, a ton of stuff. Uh, every time we talk, it's just, it's a super fun conversation, but, uh, we've got the new EP dropping the same day as this episode. So if you're listening to this episode on May the 20th, uh, odds are the EP should be available wherever you are, and you need to go check that out. Um, it is called Red and Revenge. It is out via Set Records. Sophie and I talk about that, but we talk about so much more than that in this episode, and I think this is a really awesome opportunity for you guys to get some perspective on who she is, who she's, you know, becoming, and what desires she has within the music industry and the impact that she's making. And I think that uh, it's just a, a very short matter of time before she's going to be a very recognized name uh, within the music industry. So that's all I want to give you guys before we jump into this. So let's go ahead and dive right into this episode that I have today, my conversation with Sophie Powers. No, I know, like, obviously, you know, I follow you on Instagram and everything. You've been fucking busy, man. I also just post, oh my god, why is there so much feedback? Sorry. I also just post, like, a shit ton on my story. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's fair. You definitely do. So, but it's all... sorry about that. No, no. It, I think it's cool, though, because, like, obviously, I've been doing this for a long-ass time. We've talked about that before. Like... There are so many bands that are artists in general that are like so fucking concerned about I can only put out this image or you know what I mean? Like they, they try to keep themselves in a box, whereas you're like, hey, this is my life. Fuck it. Like, come enjoy it with me. 
Yeah, I try. I'm not very good at like vlogging, but right. Right. Um, awesome. I like how you think that because there are a lot of like artists, like even myself, I know, like I've been concerned about like, oh, should I not post that? Cause it's not my brand. I'm like, anything that I post is my brand. Like myself is my brand. So it doesn't matter. Yep. No. And I, I think especially like, at least I had to learn that. Yeah. And I, I think especially your fan base, it's apparent from like the, like when you re, uh, repost people's comments or whatever, like, they fucking care and they want to see that side of you too. They don't just want the music industry side of you. Yeah, honestly, I think I promote that side of me more than the music industry side of me, which is like kind of bad. Um, I actually have to set an alarm because I have to post, I'm posting every day at 5 p.m. Um, for the breakdown of my EP. Um so sorry if I just like quickly tap out just to post that, but I'm so glad oh, we man. could do this today because your podcast, especially when we did the last um, episode or interview, it was Lonely Army. Yeah. Um, we were talking about, I think, and that was like st- still one of the, I know it's almost a year ago, but still one of the best like podcasts I've been on. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, that episode, I'm going to pull up the stats because now that you've said it, I'm pretty sure that episode is still like in the top three um, of the the episodes for the uh, me- Musicians for Mental Health. So, um, Oh, really? Yeah. That makes yeah. me happy. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Let's double check. Go to all time. I really like the way Spotify gives me all the fucking stats. Yeah that they give us yeah you are currently still in the top three uh for musicians for mental health for overall street yo top three <laughs> so um no and you know like i i messaged you the other day when we first started talking about doing this one um you know the i i said the ep's dope and you were like you haven't heard it yet and i'm like oh but i have you know like uh <laughs> no <laughs> You surprised me there. Yeah, no, I. That's the thing about the girls over at Big Picture. I think I've told you that before. I've worked with them for so long that, like, when they hit me up about it, they were like, "Hey, do you want to have Sophie back and everything?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Like, I know the EP's getting ready to drop, and and uh, Callie over there was like, "Yeah, here it is. Here's a link to it. Go, go check it out. Enjoy. You know, whatever." Um, so I'm gonna be working up a review for it as well. So my plan for you is I'm going to do release yours as a bonus episode and have it come out on the release date of your EP. And I'll do the um, album review is going to drop, I think, that Wednesday so that people can read about, you know, my thoughts on it and then check out your EP just a couple days later. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. That's really also um, smart of you just to break it down into two separate parts because people have very short attention spans nowadays yeah for sure um that's crazy i didn't um even know that they were sending it out like that like that's just weird to me like i didn't know no i I don't know how many people they they sent it to you know what i mean like i obviously i'm not that deep in their their stuff but um yeah uh callie was like you know when she sent me let's see 
I've got that email pulled up actually. Uh, so back on April oh, 18th. I don't care that they were sending it. I just didn't know. I yeah, didn't no. know. So I was like, you said you heard it. I was like, I thought like nobody had heard this yet. <laughs> like I was like, yes. damn, these people are, people are she, moving uh, already. Like what? <laughs> she sent it to me the last week of April. Um, so that I could, you know, start paying attention to it. Okay. So I'm pretty sure the version you heard may or may not have included was there a song called see me on it uh i don't think so, so. do you remember no, no there's not. okay well basically there's i'll tell you the story um <laughs> there is another song on the ep that literally got added like so last minute i finished it last monday or i okay. finished i was recording for like 12 like working from like 4 a.m to like 4 p.m to 4 a.m or 5 a.m and um just singing it and getting it finished and fully written. And then my poor producer, Mike was mixing and mastering it for like all Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then added the track by Friday. Um, so there should, and that was Friday last week. What day is it today? Monday. So yeah, I was very sleep deprived, um, but yeah. there should be that track on there now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll hit her, her back up and make sure she's got the updated uh, link for me. But um, yeah, I, I think, you know, part of the reason I wanted to do this too is the evolution, you know, we did the musicians for mental health with lonely army and, and talking about that. And like the stuff you've released since, I think I told you on Instagram, like it's definitely your own sound, your own vibe, but there's like hints of like Maggie Lindemann and Lolo and some of these like really awesome, just crazy empowered females that are driving through too. And I feel like you're in that realm where you're on the verge of this. Like when people really start paying attention and looking at you, there's going to be a movement behind it because it's everything you're singing about is what this generation, again, I'm the old man, but you know, this, <laughs> this young generation is going through. So I think there's going to be so much that people just hook into and, and carry on. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> um, I feel like if Lola were here, I would be like looking at her like, like I told you, because I always tell her, I'm like, Lola, like you don't understand how cool. Like, I just think she's so cool. Um, Lola's great. So I like that you mentioned her because she's actually my neighbor in Toronto, oh, okay. um, Canada. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny that you say her, but. Maggie Lindemann and her, I was actually in their music video for mm -hmm. Debbie Downer. Um, and I played like this nerd character. But it's funny because um, you say that I, I actually like sound, I mean, somewhat like them, like the influence. And they've definitely both played an influ influence in my music. I haven't listened to as much of Maggie's music. But, um, you know we're all sort of intertwining punk with other like subgenres. I know Lolo's got some more indie and alternative pop elements in her music. Whereas me, I have more hyper pop and pop alternative um, elements in my music and hip hop. Um, but altogether, it's kind of like we're, we're all creating our own sounds. And I feel like the idea that you can, 
uh, swerve in between all these different sub genres and still really say something and still have this one core sound that's very identifiable is really, really cool. And I feel like a lot of women can do that today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I think, I think it's one of those things where as especially the three of you get bigger and bigger, like I could easily see a tour of you three because like, like you said, there's centrally, there's a similar message and, and feel, and then it just kind of branches out into these little, Hey, but you know, if you want like crazy high energy, Sophie's got, you know, greed with Dwayne, like <laughs> that song is just balls to the wall. And then, you know, you can get, more laid back, laid back, quote unquote, uh, with like Lonely Armies a little slower, you know, has a more relaxed pace and then transition over to Lolo, over to Maggie, you know, like there's so much potential um, in this new generation of female empowered artists. Um, and I try not to use, I think I've told you that before, I try not to use the like the female crutch because that's not how I view you. You know what I mean? You're to me, you're a singer. You happen to be female. Mm -hmm. So I hate saying like, oh, well, this female empowered part, because there's so much more to you than just having that as your identity. That's I just want to say so like beyond um, nice, <laughs> because I feel like it's not I'm not saying that like using the female empowerment is a bad thing and it's mean to use but the fact that you can acknowledge that there has been a lot of push on like oh she's a female like I know it's trying to be empowerful but sometimes I do find it gets like all right but what if I'm just like an artist who's female what if it's not always like because yeah. she's a female like what if just she she that's what she happens to be you know um and it's more just like chill, I feel. So um, I guess it's really mature of you. I don't want to say mature though, because like you're at an, you're already mature. Like I, right. I'm not saying you're old either, but at your age, like you're no, older I than am. me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, I, I think, <laughs> you so, know what I mean? <laughs> no, I do. Um, but I think, you know, like for me, I was a music journalist when Paramore was really starting to blow up and everybody leaned so heavily on, oh, they're a female fronted band. And it's like, but they're just a badass band. Like, what the fuck does it matter that Haley's the singer? Like, they put out awesome yeah. music. I think it's like, I get it at that time. Because maybe, like, there were a lot of male punk bands and more male emo artists in general. Yeah. But even, like, in the 2020s, 2022, why are we still sitting here... And leaning on this as, like, some huge thing. Like, obviously, there are so many obstacles for, like, even as a woman, girl, I'm 17, so girl, <laughs> myself, like, still trying to accomplish and whatnot. It's like, damn, like, can we just, like, chill for a sec, guys? <laughs> well, then, you know, like, you know, I, I, think... I probably shouldn't be saying that because I'm worried it's going to get taken out of context, but. I mean, I'm not going to clip it out of context. If somebody else listens to the podcast, they might. But, like, I, I guess the problem that I have with it, especially nowadays, is, like, you have the song One Thing with Kellen Quinn, and it's, like, that's an amazing song on its own. Kellen brings a lot to the table with it, but I don't want people to be like, oh, did you did you check out that song that Kellen did with that girl? You know, like, and 
make you the secondary or the background character it's like but but it's her song like she wrote that song like let it be hers thank you that's so nice i don't know how to respond to compliments <laughs> um no, you're, you're I fine feel like... I, I struggle with it as well <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i also like um even it's just like can become habit so even if you did say like oh that girl like i've time like just even in our society like i'm just used to being like oh she um the guy is like in the front or whatever and like she's behind i'm not saying that in like a mean way it's just like that's how things have been and like until the past few decades things obviously have started changing but even if you just had said that like i probably wouldn't be like oh my god i can't believe like you said kellen and that like i would just be like oh like you know like we're which is kind of sad in a way because like we're taught to accept it this is getting a little bit political political but um (laughs) i'm just very thankful for your support with my songs yeah no and i I do think you know like without getting super political about it i do think unfortunately it it's been the norm for so long that like yeah exactly you collab with a lot of males but they shouldn't be the first name that that comes up like it's your song it should be sophie with kellen not did you check out the song kellen did with sophie yeah it also depends though like because obviously kellen has more fans than me but i i know what you mean um i and i i kind of agree (laughs) but it's a sophie show over here (laughs) (laughs) No, and I think, you know, speaking of shows, uh, I think this EP, for what I've heard, you know, you told me that there's a song that I'm missing, but um, this EP really is like a showcase for you too, though. Like, because it's not, it's not good cutter, it's not, oh, I'm just going to write a pop punk album or I'm just going to do the hyper pop thing. Like, you branch out into all these different genres so well that I think this is a, a real showcase opportunity for people to look at you and go, okay that that girl like can do it like she's real and she's got opportunities with i think it makes you versatile as well like you don't have to just go out with a pop punk band because life goes on works for that you're uh yeah life goes on works for that too i guess but um you've got so much lonely army and and life goes on being pop punk and then greed and you love it being kind of this hyper pop and hip hop, like you could easily get out and tour with a wide variety of artists. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really um, great nowadays, as I was saying before, like even the artist is the genre nowadays. Like it's not like, like people obviously love to put you in a box still, but it's like when you think of, um, I don't know, I'll use I'll use someone who's like a good example of this. Um, Billy Eilish, it's like, oh, she makes like alternative pop. Like, yeah, but have you heard her songs? Like, right. dude, she's literally like messing like so much, so many different genres together. And that's just her sound. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's some techno. I know there's some even like rock in uh, goddamn. Um, I'm forgetting the name. I'm having a brain fart of her, 
um, that big song that she has. That's like the breakdown. I'm not wow. having such a brain fart right now. Are you talking about? Do you know the one? It's like huge. It's her new single. Oh her no! New one. It's um, um. Hang on, I'm on Spotify. Uh... Happier than ever. Yes. I don't know why I forgot that. I'm just saying, there's like different elements. So, um, thank you for recognizing the fact that I use like those hip hop elements. It's really my music is just a blend of. Tell me if I'm babbling, by the way, because I tend to do that a lot. No, my fine. family tells me that. Uh, <laughs> but my music is like a blend of literally all my favorite genres that I've just gravitated to, and I couldn't pick one. So I was just like, I might as well make all of them. And like, there's a formula for each song. But the mixture within the formula, the formula is all those different genres. And the mixture is like, sometimes you mix more of one genre in one right. song than the other. It never, when you bake cookies, they're never going to turn out the exact same every single time. Like not every single cookie is the same. Yeah. So no, that's I, kind I of totally, my metaphor. <laughs> no, and I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's, that's the awesome thing, you know, like you said, with Billy and you and like Bring Me the Horizon, I think is a great example of that too, because they've crossed over so many genres over the years. Like it's to the point now where like you hear a song and you just know who the artist is and it doesn't matter what channel or what station you're listening to. Like, oh, that's that's a Sophie Powers song and you can just tell from the, the feel of it. <gasps> that's so cool to think that that would happen like someone would be able to be like oh, Sophie Powers like I knew it like that's that's honestly I, I think a lot of artists just goal like, like that's how you know you found your sound is when someone can recognize it like that like you're saying and crazy story about Bring Me the Horizon they like literally brought on like my emo like baby metal <laughs> awakening awakening I just said awakening <laughs> awakening and <laughs> Ollie Skies reposted You Love It the other day on his story. And I was like, oh my. I was I was freaking out. Yeah, that is sick. Um, he's one that is on my bucket Sorry, list. Sorry, I had like, to flex that. No, no, that's totally fine. He's he's definitely on my bucket list of like people I want to interview. I've never gotten the chance to interview him. Um, but I think I think they just with them especially, they have such a vision of it. You know what I mean? Like, and I think you're getting there too, uh, where you can kind of formulate it in your head and just know, like, this is what I am. And I don't, it sounds really bad to say, I guess, because it sounds like I'm trying to cut people out. But like, you don't give a shit if it's not for everybody because it's real to you and that's what matters. <laughs> I, I also, um, sorry, just on that note, I know you're saying something so sentimental, but I literally troll people so much on TikTok because, like, people would be like, this is so bad. I'm like, you know, like, I don't know, tell your dad I said hi, like some just stupid stuff like that. And that's not like, oh, my God, rest of the century. But it's just funny to me because I used to care so much and now I can just respond to those comments. Like, even when I was the last time we talked, I yeah. was like, I don't know if people are going to like it. But now I've just kind of come to terms like, I like it, though. <laughs> like, why does it have to be more than that? No, and I think that's the thing is, like, 
obviously from a success standpoint, other people need to like it to make money. But at the same time, like I, I think, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but I think with you, it's as long as you're having fun doing what you're doing, enjoying what you're putting out, the money would be nice, but it's not necessary. Right. Yeah. Like I'm very fortunate for my parents. I still live with my parents cause I'm 17. Like right. even, even like if I didn't have my parents putting a roof over my head, I would probably still be making music. Even if it meant I was like sleeping on a bathroom floor or if I was like, I don't know if I just didn't have the life I had, I know that I would still be making music, not for the sake of, not for the sake of just my own entertainment, obviously, like also for other people, because that's why I want to make music, but also at the same time for the sake of my own, like sanity and entertainment. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's helped me get through a lot. I'm really glad you like it. Um, You're always so, so like, you're just one of the best interviewers I think I've ever spoken to. I appreciate that. Um, and I was going to say, I think for you, again, not trying to put words in your mouth, but based off our last conversation, like it's a therapy of sorts, you know, we've talked about anxiety and, and battling depression and things like that. And, you know, at that time with lonely Mm -hmm. army coming out, like it, it's this release of, it's a way to get these emotions out in a pretty healthy way versus obviously the, the terrible alternatives. Yeah. I mean, music in itself or art in itself um, is really therapeutic because you're addressing the issues underlying, um, the underlying issues, I should say, without indirectly addressing them, like without directly addressing them. So you could go make a painting and it paints how you feel, but you don't have to sit there and go through the the disaster of saying to yourself oh my god what is wrong with me I feel like this I'm such I'm so pathetic I'm so this or whatever you're feeling you can just draw a painting of just someone standing alone in the woods they look they look how you feel and that's all you need to do and you'll feel so much better after and even if you do write it down in song lyrics that's really helped me um it's it's cool to address it either way uh because it's still art right yeah no and i think you know that's that's one of the things with um with your like with the ep red and revenge we haven't named it since we've started talking about it but red and revenge is the name of the ep um but i think that's the thing you know like you you've got a, a life goes on obviously um you love it, greed, break up on the weekend. Like there's so many songs where like you can tell they're not necessarily about the same thing. Cause obviously you were going through different things at, at different times, but it's the same style of release where it's like, I, you know, went through this bad thing. So I'm going to write this song and, and get it out. And then I've got this kind of cool thing going on. So I'm going to write this song and get it out there. So people can see that there's, you know, light and dark with what you're going through. Yeah, well, I think um, overall, for 
First of all, I'm so bad at selling myself to anyone listening to this right now. My EP is called Bread and Revenge. And it's out May 20th. I just want to get that off the table because I literally like, I'm, I need to get some media training, dude. Um, but in terms of my songs, I'm a moody, emotional teenage woman. Not to stereotype myself, but like, that's what I am right now, at least. And teenage girl, whatever. You are going through a lot during this time in your life. And that's reflected in my songs. So I have a lot of angry songs and Red and Revenge. Or I have some happy songs too and sad songs. But I was mostly angry while recording Red and Revenge. And I wanted like revenge on the world for like all the people that had hurt me and everything that the people had done to me. I was so angry at the world while recording this. And sure, I was recording out of love, but it's because I loved releasing that anger, not because I loved um, taking my time and really developing my artistry. And my artistry, I realized after, like, not to say that I didn't develop my artistry during the CP and I still love music, but my artistry really has developed more with love than with anger or hate in um, the music that I've been working on now, opposed to the CP. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think it, it reminds me of, uh, there's an August Burns Red song called Beauty and Tragedy. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about, right? Like, you go through these bad things or this, you know, shitty situation and you're angry and and whatever, but out of that comes this beauty, which is the music, and you're able to create this release that isn't really, it isn't nearly as harmful as the alternatives, you know, whether that's self-harm, drugs, whatever, like, there's really terrible fucking ways to deal with stuff, and then there's this music release where it's like, yeah, I was angry writing it, and angry when I perform it, but when I'm done with it, I'm done with it. And I don't have to hold on to that anymore. Yeah. I'm sorry. You you cut out there. So if I interrupted you, it's because you were frozen. No, but I, I got like the majority of what you said. And um, you're just like spot on, dude. Like I, I people get angry. People say things they don't mean. But at the end of the day, what's after all that's been said and done, you are a human and humans i hate saying this type of stuff like i'm human i make mistakes but like it's true like you you express yourself in these songs and after maybe i feel bad about writing a song about a boy who ditched me and life goes on but life goes on and i don't have to feel that guilt because or he shouldn't have to feel that guilt because like i'm over it like it was a mistake and that anger that I was holding on to, I think, during the CP, after the recording of those songs, it's like I kind of was able to let it go with the songs, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and I think, um, hang on, my network's acting up. Give me one second. I'm switching over to a, a different network. Should be better for us. Oh, don't worry. I also want to mention, yeah, um, I know a lot of people actually have struggled with, like, substance abuse issues and I myself haven't but seeing them go through that um has really you know someone that's wrong made oh oh, am I back oh I'm sorry you're back now you're fine no I I was just gonna say I I think you know 
with what you were just saying about you know the like with life goes on um i think so often what people misunderstand about when you write a song about someone else whether it's you know a bad breakup or whatever i think the assumption unfortunately is that oh well she can't get over it you know she's hanging on to this thing and it's like no that's that's not what i'm doing by writing this song i'm saying i'm done with this and i'm you know no pun intended with your song but life goes on i'm i'm done with that let's move forward with something else exactly like i literally even though it sounds like it's such a self-centered song my goal while i'm writing all or sounds self-centered and what we're talking about right now like i wrote it because of this like while i'm writing all my songs i'm thinking like how can i make this so that other people aside from myself will actually enjoy it and actually relate to it and actually think wow like maybe i can feel upset about things and and maybe i like i have a right to feel upset i have a right to feel angry i have a right to be feeling all of these things and i just like to validate people's emotions with my songwriting um as much as i can so i'm it's really cool that you're mentioning that i can validate my own emotions in a song but other people can still feel validated by me validating myself does that make does that make sense yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, you know, part of that goes into the way that you construct the song, right? Like, it'd be different if you wrote a song and it was just, fuck you, Brandon, and blah, blah, blah. And it's, you know, literally telling the story of what happened. It's like, okay, well, I can't relate to that. But, you know, writing it in these these metaphors and, and kind of similes and things like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, I've I've had shitty people in my life. Like, fuck it. Cut them out. Life goes on. I can get rid of the toxic people and move forward with people that want to support me and people that are, you know, passionate about what I'm passionate about. Or even, I think, you know, what so often people assume is that all of your friends have to be into everything that you're into. And I know you can attest to this being in high school, especially now, like, that's not true. Like, you can be friends with the the jock people, but also still have, you know, the anime friends or whatever, we can have these different interests, but still be awesome to each other. Exactly. Let's just like be friends and leave it at that. We don't have to be besties. We don't have to like kiss each other. We can just live. It's just yeah. like, <laughs> like I hate this idea that like, oh, this is getting into another topic a little bit that I've actually been writing about, but I hate the idea like with, a best friend that you need to see them like every single day for you to be best friends. Like the real best friends are the ones you can go six months without seeing and see them again. And everything is the same. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I've actually, in my friend circle, I've got a few that are like that. Like our schedules just don't line up. Like they work night shift. I work day shift. Like we just don't have time. They have kids. I don't like life gets in the mm -hmm. fucking way, but you know, we try to make it a point that once every two to three months, at least, we'll get together for a dinner or whatever. And like you just said, it, we get together and it's like nothing ever. It seems like it's just been a day or two since we last talked. Oh, uh, isn't that the best? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it goes into the oh, time there to post. <laughs> I really didn't mean to schedule no, that in the, in the middle of this interview. 
It is all oh, good. Sorry, I don't want to be like the girl who's obsessed with her phone. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. You know, and especially on my side with the business, you know, like I have to pay attention with, okay, when do I want, you know, podcast posts to go sorry. live? When do I want, you know, I'm, I'm starting a TikTok where I'm clipping out videos for, or, you know, from the interviews and posting those. So now I'm trying to figure out, okay, when are my, when am I getting views on TikTok? So I have to post at the right time there. And I don't think people that are casual users of social media understand the absolute fucking madness that is getting your posts out at the right time. I honestly have never agreed with someone more than you right now because I'm literally just I'm trying to post my EP. I'm 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 trying to keep it real, but it's like sometimes you literally just don't have the the you know mental it's like sorry i didn't text you back i just was like not mentally like able to have a conversation like it's like that type of thing and i know that's very different than not being able to post but you know after you post it's like you got to i want to respond to comments i don't want to post when i'm like not like feeling like i can react to people and like you know it's just hard (laughs) yeah no i i totally get it and like i said i think i think what it is is you know, so many people obviously just doom scroll on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, so they don't have to worry about like posting and being like, okay, this, you know, I posted my very first TikTok is a clip from, uh, from what? Sorry, you froze. You are frozen. Um, by the way, if I look at my phone, my oh, did I, sorry, you're frozen. Yep, I'm back now. Um, you're back. Okay, cool. I'm listening. I'm just like finishing, no, you're fine. That, like typing this caption. Uh, so yeah, my first, uh, TikTok was a clip from an episode that I did with Maddie Mullins of Memphis May Fire. And, um, sick. it was, you know, I went back and forth. Like I, I created the video, like I trimmed it to the right length and everything. Then I'm like, well, but what time should I post it? Like what caption do I need to use? What hashtags? Like there's so much that goes into social media and it feels like a lot of times, like you just said, I feel like I'm obsessed with my phone, but it's really me just going, I have to do this. It's part of my job. You know, it literally feels, uh, feels very suffocating because you want to always show yourself and always like be vulnerable and open, but I'm not even famous. Like I sound like I think I'm famous right now, but like what happens when you can't, when there's no more like personal boundaries, you know what I mean? I think that um, BTS actually, like I follow RM. I I really, he's my bias from BTS, Um, but I follow him on Instagram and he just does a really good job at like, showing like oh went to this art gallery like having a picnic but it's not like oh um here's me like and my girlfriend in bed before not that he has a girlfriend but here's like me and whatever like in bed like massaging each other's backs and you're kind of like 
what? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. some things just don't need to be shared and it's sometimes hard to like know what, you know. But I, I think it's funny too because like with us, you know, neither one of us I would say is like overly famous, obviously, but like we see it in a different light. Like looking at what your friends post on social media versus what you post, it's like, hmm, I probably wouldn't have done that, you know, like God forbid, you know, you start posting relationship stuff and it's turns into a new boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, every three months. And you're like, mm, then why are you, why do you keep posting them? Like, let's make sure it lasts before we start putting all that shit out there. Yeah. Like <laughs> the people who start dating and then like, um, two weeks later, the girl's posting like my world. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah. girl like you had like I saw this tweet and it, and it was like when, when a girl posts that and, and then it's like girl you've had like four other worlds this month what are you trying to build like a planetarium <laughs> it's so true though like and obviously like we're not dogging people like we want to be supportive but at the same time like like you said not everything needs to be shared uh, whether you're a famous person or not and I think so often people I, I think we talked about it when we did our mental health episode. The world that we live in now is about that immediate gratification from like Instagram or whatever. So people post the stuff because, well, I need people to say something about it right now. I need, you know, I need people to, to like my photo and, and be supportive right this second. As I'm, <laughs> right. <laughs> as I'm like typing in the hashtags for an Instagram caption. <laughs> but I mean, again, this is business, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's something you've grasped pretty early um, is that while it is a work or a job that you love doing, it is work, right? Like Sophie Powers yeah. is a brand. It is a business to operate. So some people won't understand that and they don't need to. Yeah, it's I'm so bad at making it like I like reminding myself that because I'm just like, oh, I'm just Sophie Powers. And then it's like, wait, wait, what is what even is Sophie Powers? Like what? What? <laughs> Who is that girl? Yeah. <laughs> what does she do? You know, you got to You got to remind yourself of those things. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, obviously, like you said a minute ago, as things start to progress and get bigger and bigger, like knowing when to to take that step back or you know do i need to share this right this minute that sort of stuff is um super important to like protect your own mental health too like not just your brand but your own mental health because like it can be fucking exhausting trying to keep up with social media and well, i gotta put out you know three posts a day and i can only do this on tiktok because that's the only oh, thing oh people respond to i could never do three posts a day on instagram <laughs> i i'm having trouble doing one post a day right now yeah yeah See, like I'm that like, just sounds in, that sounds insane to me yeah i'm like maybe two or three posts a week and someday or you know some weeks i'm like fuck it i don't want to do anything this week like <laughs> yeah but it's like it, as you should like why why does hustle culture is so toxic especially in the music industry like 
that I'd, and I do it to myself. Like I feel guilty if I'm not working all the time, but I think that's more of an anxiety thing, but for the average or normal, like not that I'm a, I'm a normal person too, but for the normal person, it's like hustle culture. Oh, Hey mom. Um, hustle <laughs> culture is like the end all be all. Like if you're not working all the time, like it tells you that you're lazy or like posts tell you that you're lazy on social media yeah. and you're just like, it's, is it normal? to work every second of the day no i don't know what if i just want to watch anime for a few hours and i'm a workaholic so i have a hard time doing that but (laughs) um it just shows that hustle culture has had an effect on me too yeah and i think you know i don't think the covid years helped with that at all like because people looked at it as oh well you're at home anyway you know like whether it was you with school and having to do remote learning or like me with work working from home like people just oh you're you're at home anyway why aren't you just constantly working and it's like because because that's not how life is supposed to be like i'm i'm the same as you like i love i think we're both very much escapists so like when i need to get out of my head i go you know watch anime or i go watch you know the office or whatever and just get the fuck out of my head. The office. Because that's what I got to do. <laughs> I love them. I've actually never watched The Office. Oh, my Instagram just quits the app after Ooh. I typed out all my hashtags. <laughs> now I got to retype it all. Sorry, I know this is such a no, you're fine. pain. But um, as I was saying, my brother is addicted to The Office. And I was like, what's the hype? I just don't get it. But... It's like a comfort thing. Like yeah. it, it really just shows that what a normal, like, I mean, I, I've never watched the show, but it's like a hell. It seems like they're all living healthy lives and happy lives. And yeah, for the most then you see like these documentaries of like, <laughs> like all these modern day tech startups. And I was like, what is going on compared to the office? Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think, you know, the escapism though, like, like you with anime, like as long as I can get out of my head and take, even if it's just an hour to sit and get out of everything, when I come back to it, I've got a different level of energy or a different, you know, perspective on things. And like you said, you like to troll people, especially on TikTok with some of the comments, like taking that that break and then coming back and being like, cool, I'm going to wreck everybody right now is so much like it's energizing right like cool i'm ready to come back and just be like hey cool you don't like my stuff i don't give a shit here's what i'm gonna say yes and i'm gonna do this caption later because i don't want it to eat into our time stupid (laughs) stupid hashtags dude this is i'm literally ranting about this as i'm doing it it's just like you know you gotta do it i i love doing it too like i love showing people what i'm working on and trying to give people like an insight and how I feel and like ranting on my Instagram stories about like school homework or whatever it is. But um, yeah, it is very time consuming and just like not, it's not good to be on your phone 24 seven. No. And you know, then people like us that have, you know, anxiety issues and everything else, like, we also have the flip side of that where because we're on our phones, then we're like, shit, like 
hanging out with your mom and you're on your phone and you start thinking like, oh, am I not paying attention to my mom because I'm on my phone? You know what I mean? Like then you start getting exactly. in your head about that. Exactly. And it's like, sorry, I'm, I'm so sorry. I really need to get back to this text right now is what I find myself always saying because I feel bad the person I'm with that I'm on my phone. But on the other hand, I feel bad because the person texting me needs a response like right then and there. And it, they're going to think I'm ignoring them if I don't answer. Oh, that, that's literally like such a good example of like anxiety when it comes to having a phone. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's the worst. Like I even when I go to the movies, which isn't like super often, but if I actually go to the movie theater, like that thought is in my head all the time. Like what if somebody texts me? I can't reply right away. Like, what, what am I going to do if somebody? <laughs> Same. Like, I can't, I can't out. do it. I can't turn my phone off. No, no. It goes on silent and I still check my Apple watch or whatever. I'm like, okay, I don't have to get back to that one yet. Well, I actually do turn my phone off now because one time an Amber alert happened mm. to me in LA yeah. um, and nobody else's phone in the theater went off except for mine because it was like the only went on there weren't a lot of people in the theater and i was so embarrassed because you know how loud those things are so i try and turn my phone off now and be present i like to be present when i'm talking to people so i'm sorry that i just was trying to do that while talking to you but it's also gotten me really good at multitasking so i can have a full conversation while I'll be typing it's kind of scary yeah no and I, I um, definitely get that, and you don't have to apologize for it at all. Um, and I've started trying to use on iPhone the do not disturb mode so that it'll, like, auto-respond to people if I'm, you know, driving or whatever. Um, then I feel a little less anxious about it because I'm like, well, at least at least they can see that I'm busy at this moment. Yeah, that's good. I've been seeing that. I've just been like – what is that about? Like, did they put me on Do Not Disturb? Like, I didn't know what it does. Yeah, no, it's a new um, update. Yeah, it, it's, I think you can specify certain people that are allowed to get through it too. But like, it's kind of like a silent mode for your phone. It it mutes all notifications and all that. Um, and basically just says like, for mine, for the driving one, it'll reply to their text and say, Josh is driving right now you know, I'll get back to you soon or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely helps with, again, that at least they've gotten a simple message. They know that I can't reply right this second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that even as someone with anxiety, I'm sure like yourself, it's comforting. Know that like, just to know that like, Oh, that person's not going to be mad at me. Like right. I don't have to be like worried about or get anxious about that. And like, even in, even in my EP, like I tried to um, talk about that aside from the anger and being wanting revenge on everyone and being like <laughs> kind of psychotic. I, I did, you know, try and show like, I get very anxious just cause I act like, just cause you act all angry at the world and like you're big and tough you can be anxious and vulnerable too. Like you don't have to just be one-sided and I don't mean to like trail what you're saying off into something else. It's just, it reminded me of that, um, yeah. that thought that I had earlier today. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's a, an awesome thing for people to remember is that like, like you said earlier, you're allowed to be these things, right? You're allowed to have emotion. You're allowed to be angry, all that. But at the same time, like that shouldn't be 
the whole identity that you have or the only emotion that you have. Yeah. And even like, even like in a lot of TV shows and cartoon characters and whatnot, I know that it's a cartoon. So it's, or sometimes like kids cartoons are geared to more like simplistic, but even like adult cartoons, like the characters have a very one-sided personalities i find it in a lot of mm-hmm. cartoons of like oh he's the angry one she's the smart one and yeah. i know it's like okay cool like they they can make a lot of comedic stuff out of that having those character tropes that are very very obvious but at the same time it kind of makes it more like less interesting i should say because mm-hmm. i'm just so sick of it being like even in real life of it being like, oh, um, are you shy? Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Like I take a quiz and it says I'm like 60% like extrovert, 40% introvert. How am I supposed to respond to that person and say, I'm 60% extrovert and 40% introvert. Like I'm going to sound, I'm going to sound crazy, but I, I would just say both. And then they're like, well, which one are you? Like, I don't know society just needs to be a lot less one-dimensional i could rant about it forever (laughs) no i i agree and i'm i'm kind of the same way where like i'll tell people i'm both because i i view myself as very much an introvert until i'm comfortable in the situation and then i have no problem being an extrovert but like if i'm uncomfortable in the situation i'm just gonna clam up and i mean i think i am more extroverted than introverted um, just because even if I'm not comfortable in, in the situation, <laughs> this is my problem. I go into a situation with all this confidence and pizzazz and all this, and then say I get made uncomfortable in that situation, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to dial it way back. And then right. it just makes things so awkward. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, I, I could totally God. see that where like, oh, that, that joke didn't land. Like, hmm. Okay, well, I just won't make any jokes the rest of the time. I'll sit over here and let everybody else have fun. Yep. Yeah, and that's why I'm really glad that, like, writing all these songs and even surrounding surrounding myself with better people since the last time I talked to you, not that I was surrounded by bad people, but, like, um, I've been surrounding myself continuously by only good people or who I think are good, at least. (laughs) God. (laughs) Wait a year and then I'll tell you if they're good or not. But um, (laughs) I've been aiming towards that a lot more and it's really helped my literal mental health and just my ability to creatively express. So anyone listening or even you yourself, if you're like, I mean, I'm a 17 year old trying to give people advice right now. So take (laughs) with that what you will. But if you are someone who is struggling mentally um, and just, feels like feels ignored and neglected try and surround yourself with yourself and love yourself and then surround yourself with as many people who you feel are genuine and understanding of that true self because now you've gotten to know yourself and other people should like you for that if they don't that's when you need to cut them off and that's the biggest lesson I learned after recording the CP. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's that's great advice. And I think, you know, 
it goes into kind of recognizing toxic people, right? And like someone that's toxic to you now may not be in five years, you know, maybe there's a chance for redemption or whatever. But, but like, I think the important thing is so often you and I, with our, our anxiety, we, we live so far in the fucking future that we forget to look at where we're at right now because we're constantly thinking about what could go wrong, what do we need to do, things like that. And it's like, if we just focus on the present and surround us with the good in the present, everything else will fall in line. It's just trying to get yourself to remember, like, I'm in this moment, not that moment. You get it. You just get it. <laughs> wow. Josh, when was the last time we spoke? It was, let me pull it back up. It's been a, uh, almost a year exactly, I think. Because um, I think I last spoke to you in June. That sounds right, because the podcast episode went live in July. So middle of June, late, late June, somewhere around there. Late June. Yeah. Okay. This is just such a first full circle moment, because the last time that I was speaking to you, I was like, I was, um, hadn't even, I don't think, maybe I had either just released my second song or I hadn't released it yet. And now I'm here talking to you about my first EP. It's like first song release versus first EP. Right. Um, and like just all of the mental battle and that whole side of what recording it is. And I really, I really value that you, um, your podcast takes interest in that sort of thing because I feel like a lot of artists could use like this podcast as such a great platform to actually open out open up about like obviously not that they're not being open but open up a little bit more I would say than just like social media posts and like long captions like there's nothing like a, just a conversation with someone that anyone can tune into from anywhere like yeah. that's just I don't know how you can beat that yeah, no, and I really appreciate that. And I, looking at the the dates, it was right before you released uh, one thing with Kellen. So wow, yeah. so first song to first EP. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's been a crazy my, fucking year, right? My <laughs> uh, my year has been crazy. I'm sorry if I've been bad at DMs and responding. I try my best. No, you're you're totally good. Um. I think something too that I wanted to touch on with your, on your social media side, we've talked a lot about your Instagram and whatnot. Talk about for people, artists, especially that are trying to define themselves to some extent or recognize themselves. Like you do a ton mm -hmm. of the like outfit mock-ups and stuff like that and get the fans to input on like, yeah, that's really cool. Or no, that one's shit. Like whatever. How's that really affected you in kind of your vision for what you're moving forward with? Well, I think it's affected me because as we were talking about it, like as we were talking about earlier, having um, the idea of like, I like this because I like it, not because other people like it. But at the same time, it's like in order to be successful and in order to actually make a mark in the music industry, you got to have people who are out there actually liking your music and wanting to listen to it like that's just how it works um so for me i think solidifying the idea that 
even if I like it and even if I think other people to like are going to like it, you don't really know. So conversing and talking about those big decisions like album covers and what you're going to wear, even like how you're going to dress in the morning, post a poll on your Instagram story. Guys, this outfit or this outfit? Yeah. People are A, getting to know your style. B, everybody loves having an opinion. Come on. <laughs> C, it's just good in like to engage with people in a sense where they feel they're having input in what you're doing. And ultimately, even you're probably going to go with outfit that you like better in the end. But it's good to know and it's good to somewhat be aware of what your fans or whoever is listening to you um, is interested in likes about you. So you can show more of that and continue to dive deeper into that. And people really responded to me, like you said, my outfits. So I've been really pushing that and like showing almost all of my sketches and all my outfits and trying to post like when I have fittings for shows or whatever, like I'm going on tour and um, I've been having like outfit sketch craze going on for all the shows. So I've been trying to show that. And uh, I don't know. It just feels like show it all, but keep a little little bit of suspense. So there's still yeah. Uh, realness. Yeah, I mean – I mean, definitely some of it still has to be like, like you said, some of it is always going to be, okay, that maybe won the vote, but I'm really feeling this instead, you know, like, cool, the blue got more votes, but I like it better in black. So I'm just going to do the black for me, you know, but I think the thing that I've recognized for what you've done on social media is I think it also kind of gives fans the opportunity um, because you haven't really been able to, to do many shows and get out and tour or anything, really, I think it gives them an idea for the way that you've done it on like, okay, this is kind of what I should dress like because this is what the vibe is, you know? And like, it's helping build that crowd to be, come in, be comfortable. Like, this is what we like. So just enjoy. Yeah. And I love how you mentioned that because I actually got sent like an outfit pick the other day by like, like on my discord, like Sophie, this is what I'm going to wear to your show. I got sent a DM too. Um, of this girl, she was so pretty. Oh my gosh. I don't want to say, I'm not going to say their names because I don't want it to be like mean or, you know, cause I yeah, am no, very no. bad at responding to DMs. Like I said, so I've probably gotten more DMs like this. Um, but also just for their privacy, but they were fire outfits like there were something I would wear. I'm like, okay, you know, we know where the bar is now. Like, thank you. You guys are understanding the assignment. I'm the teacher giving the assignment and they're understanding it. That's all you got to do. I sound like a literal maniac right now because I would probably be such a horrible teacher and teachers are amazing and I could never teach, but you get the reference. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so kind of as we, we tie into the end here, one of the things with the, the new EP, especially that I wanted to touch on for you, is a new question that I've started asking pretty much everybody that's got new stuff coming out. Um, and it's a two-part question. Most of these songs have already been released, but for you, what is the song, I guess maybe use it as for the live shows, what's the song that you think people are going to gravitate to, and what's the song that you hope that they gravitate to? That's a really good question. I think 
people are going to gravitate towards breakup on the weekend because I'm getting so much feedback all of a sudden because it is more hyper pop and pop. Like it's one of the most mainstream, I think songs I've made so far. So I think people are going to just like, like people who outside of like my, um, people who already like, like my music, just like the mainstream. Um, and then I really want people to gravitate towards see me because it's just, one of the most experimental and hyper pop songs that I think I have on the whole EP. So I want people to be like, wow, this is like different and cool and like respect it for what it is or what I try to do with it. <laughs> right. No, and I, I could definitely see that for uh breakup on the weekend feels like, I don't want to say your most radio friendly song. Cause I think most of your songs could easily get radio play. But I feel like it's the most. Thank you. I feel like it's the most traditional, and I don't mean that as a negative thing. I just think it fits in that box a little, little easier for most people. No, yeah, like we've totally like I myself was trying to go a lot more Taylor Swift and pop it up and Avril Lavigne and Storytell and what people are like familiar familiar with in terms of songwriting and pop music, but obviously add my own twist with hyper pop production and some punk boy bashing lyrics <laughs> yeah awesome. but yeah i mean sorry to interrupt you no, should go ahead i've been blabbering i was no literally just gonna say i mean in terms of in terms of all the questions you asked so far this was my favorite one so i'm very happy you asked it at the end yeah yeah um so obviously you're you're planning on some tours some shows things like that what are you allowed to talk about? Like I said, I'm going to make this go live the same day as your EP. So whatever you're allowed to talk about at this point. All right. Uh, well, in terms of tours, ugh, I'm just going to air, air it all out. This is my manager's <laughs> fault for not media training me. If I say something, I shouldn't have had him if you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> love that guy though. But basically, I'm going on tour with Noah, which is going to be crazy from may 27th until june 21st um and then yeah we got some so what fest is in that um i'll be there and then the last show is in la um and then i got another tour with noah from september i think it's either the 7th or the 8th that it starts and i know it ends around like the 18th to the 21st i'd have to double check the dates but that is a uk tour specifically so heading all around the uk um that should be amazing yeah me and noah are really just <laughs> grinding the shows out together um and in terms of the summer i'm thinking of maybe doing some canada shows because i'm going home to toronto for my birthday which is the end of july and i love vancouver um i used to i lived there for a minute for like a month um when i was like filming something because I used to do acting. So I'm familiar with it there too. And I, I want to do some shows in Vancouver and Toronto. So hopefully in the summer, but that's kind of my plans on until September. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And this will be your first time, obviously playing outside the U S is it your first time going out of the U S and Canada, like going over to the UK? Um, I've actually been to the UK before because my grandfather is, from Wales like he was oh, okay. born there yeah 
I think the term is Welsh. I might, I might be wrong, yeah. but um, so my mom has her passport as well as my granddad. So I'm going to get um, a UK passport for my mom. And I visited relatives out there before when I was like 11, I think, or 12. Awesome. Yeah. I, so I went to you got some Britain in May. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Ooh, that was awful. <laughs> Hey, we'll, we'll roll with it. Um, no, I went to Ireland in like, <laughs> 2017, 2018, something like that. And just like, it was one of those experiences for me because that was the first like overseas thing that I had done. Um, and, you know, like so often in TV and movies, like, oh, the Irish are just these drunk assholes and they love fighting or whatever. They were the nicest fucking people I've ever met. Like, hands down, the most... I want to go there. Awesome people. If you get the chance, you absolutely need to like, and there's the Irish countryside is just like the greenest fucking place I've ever seen. Like, and I live in the Midwest, so I'm used to like corn and fields and whatever. Ireland put it all to shame. Wow. I mean, now you got me wanting to go to Ireland. <laughs> I already have so many countries I want to go to and perform at, like Germany and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, um, you just got my you just got my brain spinning in like such a good direction. I feel like I just talked to my this this is just so it's so therapeutic talking to you. I feel like I relate to you and you relate to me. And your questions are so amazing. So thank you for having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate that. Um, so. My fun question before we let you do all your social media plugging, uh, because you're so into anime, <laughs> what do people need to be paying attention to? Like, what should, what's on the list for top three animes that they need to watch? Your questions just keep getting better and better. <laughs> all right, let's pull up the list. Let's pull up the list for a second here. Um, this is my list, by the way. I don't know if like you're putting this on video or it's just for the pod, but. It's I, I can literally like it for the, pun, I know for the TikTok. That. No, it's uh, it is so long. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's so long. Um, I would recommend. I would okay for a sports anime. Um, Kuroko No Basket is probably my favorite sports anime for anyone looking um, for one of those. Hunter Hunter is another really good anime. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, I also really like Black Clover. Um, and one that's just like a super weird anime. Like if you're kind of just looking for like a mind twist would be. Um, <laughs> it's not like that PG, by the way, but it's a uh, Devilman Crybaby or. This is more PG, uh, Promise Neverland, Promise Neverland. Um, that's like another crazy one to watch. It's like these orphans get like basically bred and fed to monsters. Um, long story short, but it's good. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> Those are my recs. Awesome. awesome. Thanks uh, for asking I'll me that. I love that question. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I just, Funimation sold out to Crunchyroll. So I just converted my account from Funimation to Crunchyroll. So I'm looking to add more anime on, on my playlist. So that's, it was a selfish question. All right. Also Attack on Titan. Um, 
but don't watch I mean I guess you could watch the dub but the sub is better in my opinion for Attack on Titan I, I prefer AOT. subs 99% of the time the only one that I got into the dub is Dragon Ball because when I was growing up that's when the, the dubs were coming over to America so it oh, was, true. it's what I grew up with you know what I mean so there's the nostalgia for that yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more like into the sub genre, but there are certain animes I'm like, this is like a really good dub. And like, I won't like Psyche K, I will not watch the sub just because the dub was so good. Yeah. But that's like the only one really I can think of. <laughs> but that is honestly such a battle in the anime community. Like, the people that prefer subs versus dubs is like there's nobody oh my god like, it's so nobody is like well i could i could do with either it's either you love subs or you want dubs only like that's the only way it works i mean i could do with either though like i and i tell people that <laughs> and they're like good, what is yes, wrong with you good. but it, it's gotta be yeah a good dub i mean for it to work that way also just to depends how lazy you are and how you're feeling <laughs> that's fair that's definitely fair um so yeah let's do the kind of standard outro uh plug all your social medias you know i'm gonna plug them too but like where can people find you what's the best way to interact where do you want people to find you um you know growing that tiktok community i'm sure is part of it so all right first i want to say getting close to the mic first i want to say everybody um Follow Josh's podcast right now because it's definitely one of the best podcasts around today. Um, if you want to learn about mental health and other cool music things, um, for only music things, um, I make music. My name's Sophie Powers. You can find my Instagram at Sophie Powers, but uh, instead of like an O for the powers, it's a zero for the powers. Just, anyways, it's like that for my TikTok username as well. Sophie Powers zero is the O. Sophie Powers zero is the O on twitter as well and um that's my instagram tiktok and twitter <laughs> my awesome. my spotify by the way is Sobe powers with no zero though and yeah. um thank you so much again for having me on josh my ep comes out may 20th um so you'll hear the full thing then <laughs> yeah no absolutely and again i appreciate it i'm always willing to have you on as often as we can talk because you're one of my favorite people to talk to because like we get into the music and we got into the mental health, but we also just love the same types of stuff. So it's a lot of fun to break away from that and just talk. Can I ask you what your horoscope sign is? Uh, I'm an Aries. Okay. I'm a Leo. We, we get each other. We just, yeah. we just vibe. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm going to get this uh, up. Not to be that girl, but. No, no, it's totally fine. Um, this will go up the day of the EP release. That way everybody can check that out. And then I'll get your review up on uh, the 18th. So um, I'll obviously send you all the links and everything for that too. So Sick. All right. Yeah, I know. I appreciate that. I'm actually like going to set a reminder that you're posting on the EP release date. Awesome. 
Well, um, I think that's everything, Sophie. I appreciate it. And, you know, hope you uh, thank you so much for having me, Josh. I literally just set my reminder for that day. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Like I said, anytime, you know, if you want to go through the girls to get a hold of me or you know how to get a hold of me on Instagram. So uh, just shoot me a message. Anytime you want to do one of these, we can definitely set it up. I'm glad we could do this today. Again, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We'll talk soon, okay? Um, yeah, 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 we'll chat soon. Right. I promise right. <laughs> I won't ghost you. <laughs> All good. All good. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks, Josh. And that was my conversation with Sophie Powers. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I love talking to Sophie. She's just an awesome person. Uh, I really want you guys to focus when I say put this girl on your radar. There, the amount of potential she has is insane. Uh, and I don't think you guys fully understand yet what she's going to do, uh, the impact that she's capable of having within the music industry and these different genres and bringing to light issues and just providing a escapist opportunity for a lot of people, you know, to get lost in music. And, um, she's already partnered with some incredible artists, uh, Dwayne, Kellen Quinn, um, you know, the list goes on with these artists that are seeing the potential that she has already. And, you know, we said it in this episode and I'm saying it again, take the female fronted thing out of it. Like, She's a solo artist anyway, but take the female part of it away, and there's still just awesome fucking music being put out here. Uh, Red and Revenge is out now, so jump over, you know, wherever you're at. Go check out that EP. Um, So much awesome, awesome opportunity for you to find at least a song that you like, and that's the, the beautiful thing about this. You know, I told her that I think this is truly kind of a showcase EP where she's hitting a variety of different genres and being able to say, like, look at these things that I can do. And she's getting this freedom. You know, she talked about she was pretty angry uh, when she wrote this this particular EP. And, you know, now that she's been able to let go of that, I think the opportunity for her to continue making this type of music obviously when it's applicable but also to move on to the next chapter of her life and put out music that's tying into that it it, she's just in this incredible spot right now um also you can jump over to the you make the scene website if you want to read my thoughts on it uh i do have a ep review up as of wednesday so just a few days ago so Definitely go check that out as well. Um, Sophie is super active on social media. Go follow her, especially on Instagram if you want to interact with her. As always, I will have everything linked in the description of this podcast. Uh, But yeah, make sure you go like, follow, share, uh, subscribe where applicable as well. Um, And yeah, she's 
super dope, and I think you guys need to be paying attention. So that's everything I've got for you on this episode of the You Make the Scene podcast. Um, so yeah, we're just going to hit you with that standard goodbye. Remember to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. <laughs>